Section 36 of the Fairy Book. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tech Savvy. The Fairy Book by Dina Maria Mullock. Section 36. The Prince with the Nose. There was once a king who was passionately in love with a beautiful princess, but she could not be married because a magician had enchanted her. The king went to a good fairy to inquire what he should do. Said the fairy, after receiving him graciously, Sir, I will tell you a secret. The princess has a great cat, whom she loves so well, that she cares for nothing and nobody else but she will be obliged to marry any person who is adroit enough to walk upon the cat's tail that will not be very difficult thought the king to himself and departed resolving to trample the cat's tail to pieces rather than not succeed in walking upon it he went immediately to the palace of his fair mistress and the cat the animal came in front of him arching its back in anger as it was wont to do the king lifted up his foot, thinking nothing would be so easy as to tread on the tail, but he found himself mistaken. Minin, that was the creature's name, twisted itself round so sharply that the king only hurt his own foot by stamping on the floor. For eight days did he pursue the cat everywhere, up and down the palace. He was after it from morning till night, but with no better success. The tail seemed made of quicksilver, so very lively was it. At last the king had the good fortune to catch Minin sleeping, when tramp, tramp, he trod on the tail with all his force. Minin woke up, mewed horribly, and immediately changed from a cat into a large, fierce-looking man, who regarded the king with flashing eyes. "'You must marry the princess.' cried he, because you have broken the enchantment in which I held her, but I will be revenged on you. You shall have a son with a nose as long as that he made in the air a curve of half a foot. Yet he shall believe it is just like all other noses, and shall be always unfortunate till he has found out it is not. And if you ever tell anybody of this threat of mine, you shall die on the spot. So saying, the magician disappeared. The king, who was at first much terrified, soon began to laugh at this adventure. My son might have a worse misfortune than too long a nose, thought he. At least he will hinder him neither in seeing nor hearing. I will go and find the princess and marry her at once. He did so but he only lived a few months after, and died before his little cern was born, so that nobody knew anything about the secret of the nose. The little prince was so much wished for, that when he came to the world they agreed to call him Prince Wish. He had beautiful blue eyes and a sweet little mouth, but his nose was so big that it covered half his face. The queen, his mother, was inconsolable. But her ladies tried to satisfy her by telling her that the nose was not nearly so large as it seemed, that it should grow smaller as the prince grew bigger, 
and that if it did not a large nose was indispensable to a hero all great soldiers they said had great noses as everybody knew the queen was so very fond of her son that she listened eagerly to all this comfort shortly she grew so used to the prince's nose that it did not seem to her any larger than the ordinary nose of the court where in process of time everybody with a long nose was very much admired and the unfortunate people who had only snubs were taken very little notice of great care was observed in the education of the prince and as soon as he could speak they told him all sorts of amusing tales in which all the bad people had short noses and all the good people had long ones no person was suffered to come near him who had not a nose of more than ordinary length nay to such an extent did the courtiers carry their fancy that the noses of all the little babies were ordered to be pulled out as far as possible several times a day in order to make them grow but grow as they would they never could grow as long as that of prince wish when he was old enough his tutor taught him history and whenever any great king or lovely princess was referred to the tutor always took care to mention that he or she had a long nose all the royal apartments were filled with pictures and portraits having this peculiarity so that at last prince wish began to regard the length of his nose as his greatest perfection and would not have had it in an inch less even to save his crown when he was twenty years old his mother and his people wished him to marry they procured for him the likeness of any princesses but the one he preferred was princess darling daughter of a powerful monarch and heiress to several kingdoms alas with all her beauty this princess had one great misfortune a little turned-up nose which every one else said made her only the more bewitching but here in the kingdom of prince wish the courtiers were thrown by it into the utmost perplexity they were in the habit of laughing at all small noses but how dared they make fun of the nose of princess darling two unfortunate gentlemen whom prince wish had overheard doing so were ignominiously banished from the court and capital after this the courtiers became alarmed and tried to correct their habit of speech but they would have found themselves in constant difficulties had not one clever person struck out a bright idea he said that though it was indispensably necessary for a man to have a great nose women were different and that a learned man had discovered in a very old manuscript that the celebrated cleopatra queen of egypt the beauty of the ancient world had a turned-up nose at this information prince wish was so delighted that he made the courtier a very handsome present and immediately sent off ambassadors to demand princess darling in marriage she accepted his offer at once and returned with the ambassadors he made all haste to meet and welcome her but she was only three leagues distant from his capital before he had time even to kiss her hand the magician who had once assumed the shape of his mother's cat minon appeared in the air and carried her off before the lover's very eyes prince wish almost beside himself with grief declared that nothing should induce him to return to his throne and kingdom till he had found darling he would suffer none of his courtiers or attendants to follow him but bidding them all adieu mounted a good horse laid the reins on the animal's neck 
and let him take him wherever he would the horse entered a wide extended plain and trotted on steadily the whole day without finding a single horse master and beast began almost to faint with hunger and prince wish might have wished himself safe at home again had he not discovered just at dusk a cavern where there sat beside a bright lantern a little woman who might have been more than a hundred years old she put on her spectacles the better to look at the stranger and he noticed that her nose was so small that the spectacles could hardly stay on then the prince and the fairy for it was a fairy burst into a mutual fit of laughter what a funny nose cried the one not so funny as yours madame returned the other but pray let us leave our noses alone and be good enough to give me something to eat for i am dying with hunger and so is my poor horse with all my heart answered the fairy although your nose is ridiculously long you're no less the son of one of my best friends i loved your father like a brother he had a very handsome nose what is warning to my nose asked wish rather savagely oh nothing at all on the contrary there is a great deal too much of it but never mind one may be a very honest man and yet have too big a nose as i said i was a great friend of your father's he came often to see me i was very pretty then and oftentimes he used to say to me my sister i will hear the rest madame with pleasure when i have supped but will you condescend to remember that i have tasted nothing all day poor boy said the fairy i will give you some supper directly and while you eat it i will tell you my history in six words for i hate much talking a long tongue is as insupportable as a long nose and i remember when i was young how much i used to be admired because i was not a talker indeed some one said to the queen my mother for poor as you see me now i am the daughter of the great king who always ate when he was hungry i hope interrupted the prince whose patience was fast departing you are right said the imperturbable old fairy and i will bring you your supper directly only i wish first just to say that the king my father hang the king your father prince wish was about to exclaim but he stopped himself and only observed that however the pleasure of her conversation might make him forget his hunger it could not have the same effect upon his horse who was really starving the fairy pleased at his civility called her servants and bade them supply him at once with all he needed and added she i must say you are very polite and very good-tempered in spite of your nose what was the old woman to do with my nose thought the prince if i were not so hungry i would soon show her what she is a regular old gossip and chatterbox she to fancy she talks little indeed one must be very foolish not to know one's own defects this comes of being born a princess flatterers have spoiled her and persuaded her that she talks little 
little indeed i never knew anybody chatter so much while the prince thus meditated the servants were laying at the table the fairy asked them a hundred and unnecessary questions simply for the pleasure of hearing herself talk well thought wish i'm delighted i came hither if only to learn how wise i have been in never listening to flatterers who hide from us our faults or make us believe they are perfections but they could never deceive me i know all my own weak points i trust as truly he believed he did so he went on eating contently nor stopped till the old fairy began to address him prince said she will you be kind enough to turn a little your nose casts such a shadow that i cannot see what is in my plate and as i was saying your father admired me and always made me welcome at court what is the court etiquette there now do the ladies still go to assemblies promenades balls i beg your pardon for laughing but how very long your nose is i wish you would cease to speak of my nose said the prince becoming annoyed it is what it is and i do not desire it any shorter oh i see that i have vexed you returned the fairy nevertheless i am one of your best friends and so i shall take the liberty of always she would doubtlessly have gone on talking till midnight but the prince unable to bear it any longer here interrupted her thanked her for her hospitality bade her a hasty adieu and rode away he travelled for a long time half over the world but he heard no news of princess darling however in each place he went to he heard one remarkable fact the great length of his own nose the little boys in the streets jeered at him the peasants stared at him and the more polite ladies and gentlemen whom he met in the society used to try in vain to keep from laughing and to get out of his way as soon as they could so the poor prince became gradually quite forlorn and solitary he thought all the world was mad but still he never thought of there being anything queer about his own nose at last the old fairy who though she was a chatterbox was very good-natured saw that he was almost breaking his heart she felt sorry for him and wished to help him in spite of himself for she knew the enchantment which hid from him the prince's darling could never be broken till he had discovered his own defect so she went in search of the princess and being more powerful than the magician since she was a good fairy and he was an evil magician she got her away from him and shut her up in a palace of crystal which she placed on the road which prince wish had to pass he was riding along very melancholy when he saw the palace and at its entrance was a room made of purest glass in which sat his beloved princess smiling and beautiful as ever he leaped from his horse and ran towards her she held out her hand for him to kiss but he could not get at it for the glass 
transported with eagerness and delight he dashed his sword through the crystal and succeeded in breaking a small opening through which she put up her beautiful rosy mouth but it was in vain prince wish could not approach it he twisted his neck about and turned his head on all sides till at length putting up his hand to his face he discovered the impediment it must be confessed exclaimed he that my nose is too long that moment the glass walls all split asunder and the old fairy appeared leading princess darling avow prince said she that you are very much obliged to me for now the enchantment is ended you may marry the object of your choice but added she smiling i fear i might have talked to you for ever on the subject of your nose and you would not have believed me in its length till it became an obstacle to your own inclinations now behold it and she held up a crystal mirror are you satisfied to be no different from other people perfectly said prince wish who found his nose had shrunk to an ordinary length and taking the princess darling by the hand he kissed her courteously affectionately and satisfactorily then they departed to their own country and lived very happy all their days End of The Prince with the Nose Recording by Tech Savvy www.techsavvy.wordpress.com